Hello, I'm Derek S. McGrath. My pronouns are he, him, his. I'm recording this on Wednesday, March 1st, 2023. Welcome back to another audio commentary as I continue going through the newest season of Bungo Stray Dogs. Last time we looked at Season 4, Episode 8 of Bungo Stray Dogs, Episode 45 overall. Today we're doing audio commentary for Season 4, Episode 9, Episode 46 overall, titled A Dream of Butterflies. These audio commentaries are available after the newest Bungo Stray Dogs episode airs, that being on Wednesday for any patrons at the $5 tier at patreon.com slash and then these commentaries are made public and free starting the Tuesday after to watch on YouTube or listen via the podcast RSS link in the description. There is also a spoiler warning for all of Bungo Stray Dogs, and I do mean all of it, up to chapter 105.5 of the Bungo Stray Dogs manga. I think the next chapter is coming out soon as of recording, but I haven't seen any spoilers from it yet, so... Unless anything changes, I won't be getting into anything from whatever comes after chapter 105.5. But given what I expect we're getting into today's episode, if you're watching the video version on YouTube or Patreon for this audio commentary, I'm going to keep that content warning on screen for almost all of the episode's runtime, which... Yeah, there's a lot to get into this episode. There are content warnings for this episode and this audio commentary regarding depictions of war, torture, child abuse, suicide, and grooming. While we're getting started, you can go ahead and pull up episode 46 on Crunchyroll, pause it at the beginning, then when I get to the 8 minutes 15 seconds marker in the audio commentary, you can unpause and watch along with my audio commentary. Usually before we start the audio commentary, I cover what awaits us in today's episode and correct mistakes I made in previous audio commentaries and other stuff happening in the Bungo Stray Dogs franchise. It's not like there isn't other stuff to cover in the franchise. I mean, I could talk about how many episodes we have left for this season, but I'm hesitant to get into that because I could get it wrong and start complaining more about the pacing. Or I could talk about what little of the English dub I have caught up on. For example, y'all are just mean about the English dub performance of Gogol. That voice and that performance works for this character in this English dub. It's good. Calm down. It's like if you took Alan Gabriel and Schwarzwald from the Big O and combined the two of them into one voice. That is what you get with the English dub for Gogol, so again, for me anyway, that works. I'm so sorry it's not Crispin Freeman as Gogol. Y'all are just mean to the English dub actor of Gogol. They are doing a great job. Fuck off. And it's not like there aren't errors I've made in previous audio commentaries that I could correct here, such as not realizing the gag in the previous episode about Kunikita seeming different after his ideals collapse, and then Kenji and Tanazaki are whispering whether he hit his head. I didn't think that was from the manga. It is from the manga. If I have any criticism... It's that I still don't think this works in the pacing Studio Bones was using for the anime adaptation, 
And again, this is one of those cases of TV tropes complains how the anime leans too close into the comedy. And I'm not wanting to admit I'm agreeing with TV tropes on this. So instead, I'll point out when the problem came from the source material from the manga itself, it's kind of hard to blame Studio Bones alone for leaning too much into the comedy when that scene is from the manga and I don't think worked in the manga either. But I really can't get into what awaits us in today's episode because I already covered that. I have said pretty much all I want to right now regarding what awaits us in today's episode. I already went on a rant in the previous audio commentary for Season 4, Episode 8 regarding how messed up Yosano's backstory is and who in the English dub I anticipate will play that soldier she met during the war. If you're interested in what I had to say, pause this audio commentary, listen to the Season 4, Episode 8 audio commentary on Patreon, Substack, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can hear my thoughts about how Yosano functions as a test about whether Fukuzawa and Mori are really the same kind of evil, and... Depending on how far today's episode gets in adapting all Yosano's backstory, we're probably going to see that, yeah, Fukuzawa is still the good guy, but it's only because of Rompo's intervention, which makes it more apparent why this season chose to adapt the Fukuzawa and Rompo light novel to show that without Rompo, Fukuzawa would have been just as evil or maybe would have been just as evil as Mori and wouldn't see Yosano's humanity. Before I watched today's episode, there were two things that happened. The first was I was queuing it up to pause it, and yeah, I already got some of this spoiled. I saw the first few seconds of the episode. I won't get too far into what that is to avoid spoilers. And the other thing I saw was on Monday, February 27, 2023, that was the preview video by Kodokawa ahead of today's new episode. I don't have much to add to what we see in it. There's not much to analyze that I didn't already know we're getting. So, again, I know we're at least going to get Yosano's backstory during the war. Whether we also get how she met Rampo and Fukuzawa remains to be seen. I'm guessing we will get that. Whether we're also going to see the mysterious fit hunting dog member, yeah, remains to be seen. I'm guessing we will, but I could be wrong. We see in the Kadokawa trailer some of the gags from the manga that are going to be retained, such as how Yosano is correctly bothered by all the praise these adult men soldiers are giving her. We see that one soldier getting Yosano her butterfly hairpin. And we see all that requires all those content warnings about Yosano falling into despair upon seeing what her ability has done to these soldiers. Again, there is a reason I'm keeping that content warning up the entire time for today's audio commentary. This is probably going to be a difficult episode to sit through. So if you don't want to listen to me, you can bail if you don't want to watch this episode. I personally get it. I think this is going to be a rough sit for a lot of people just in terms of representations of warfare and what a child goes through when being surrounded by very creepy, disturbing adults. So 
Yeah, this is going to be a hard sit, everyone. Gear up if you're going to watch it. With all of that out of the way, let's jump into what is probably going to be very miserable viewing. We begin this live reaction audio commentary to the newest Boongo Stray Dogs episode titled A Dream of Butterflies. This is episode 46 overall, more specifically season 4, episode 9. As a reminder, we will need content warnings for this episode and this audio commentary regarding depictions of war, torture, child abuse, suicide, and grooming. I had today's episode pulled up and paused. You can watch this episode on the Crunchyroll website, then pause the episode before it starts. I will do a countdown, so after I finish saying 3, 2, 1, unpause, you can unpause the episode and watch along with my audio commentary. Everyone ready? Okay, starting the countdown, 3, 2, 1, unpause. We begin with Thou Shalt Not Die, and this is the part that becomes the spoiler I saw a moment ago. It isn't much of a spoiler since it's just Fitzgerald promising that transaction, but it did get spoiled for me. I am didn't bring this up last time. I'm not a fan of the expression they have for Tanazaki here. I get that this is a man who is burned out and is holding on to any bit of hope he can. So we're making him look kind of goofy in that scene, and I get it. But how much does Maury actually know about Fitzgerald to say the Fitzgerald I know? We're supposed to recognize this is the Mori that trained Dazai, so of course he would be a master manipulator and intelligence gatherer. I'm not convinced. Now granted, I know how this plays out, so of course that's why I don't believe Mori. At the same time, though... For Mori to make that his argument, I... <sighs> I guess in a storytelling manner, what this communicates to us, the audience, is Fitzgerald has that much confidence in the agency to be that bullish and stronger than the government. So, of course, that's why he's betting on them, which does tie into what I said last time about how Fitzgerald is a gambler and puts his bets down on the wing side. And we already passed the part of Fukuzawa and Mori staged in this opening as two sides of the same coin. So, yeah, that argument still persists. Before this opening wraps up, I will point to criticism that was online. I'll include links in the description if I can find those posts again. This opening shows more of what the season should cover. When you show Aya Bram Stoker... And the fight against Fukuchi, how are they going to fit any of that into the season along with Sky Casino? Tanazaki, have you met those people? Of course she's reluctant to join.
as bothersome for me seeing as it was Tanazaki who was so disturbed at having to join the mafia and sacrifice his sister. So, no, it doesn't make sense for me. It doesn't make sense for me for Tanazaki to be the one to say this. And right, Tanazaki says he's willing to join. This does tie into continuity. Uh, poor Kenji still doesn't have any boots. You know, you could have included a scene of Tanazaki noticing that. I appreciate that they are showing Tanazaki is this aware, but I would love to have seen a scene in the previous episodes that clarified that, that Tanazaki picked up on it. I should be more appreciative of this episode focusing, okay, 14 years ago near the end of the Great War. So they did change the name of the island a little bit. It was supposed to sound much more like Tokoyami. So yeah, basically think Tokoyami, My Hero Academia. As I'm saying, this is Yosano's story. I should appreciate this, but... It is still having her... Calling her victimized doesn't work, but she is a victim here. I don't remember the manga showing that many other nurses in this platoon. I could be wrong. I'm sure this was just a problem of the broadcasting and not what they intended, but the broadcasting looked like the screen got brighter. 11 years old, jeez. 26. Ugh, creep. The screen got brighter after she used her ability, so it's also that she brings light to the masses. I'm sure that's not what was intended. That was probably Japanese broadcast standards regarding you can't show your Yosano. Creep. It was the Japanese broadcast standards to make sure that you're not having eye problems. Whereas here it is, I'm interpreting it as she brought light back to the people. Let's see if they show Elise, given that you may have noticed how she's only been here a week. I knew her previous job, I thought it was a stationery store in the manga, candy shop here, a little difference. Ew, 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 just all the ew. And the only soldier who doesn't give a crap about her is this soldier who, look at the face, look at the hair, this looks similar. Now, because I can't resist always talking down at this series, this is why Fire Force saying, oh, Shimmer was the inspiration for this person's face, doesn't work. They, those faces don't look at all alike. This guy's face 
looks like the face of the fifth hunting dog member, so that makes sense. Now, as I was saying, are they going to show Elise, given that Yosano here is like how Elise is now, and enough readers online have considered how had considered how Yosana was likely the inspiration for how Elise turned out, that Mori was so, let's clean up the language a bit, fixated on Yosano, that he used Yosano as the basis for changing what Elise's personality was. I found it weird that they're saying here the European powers started this war. I haven't done enough research. Of course, one side of the war would think the other side started it. Funny how this soldier does know all of this about Yosano and what Mori's plan for her is. It would also explain his reticence. Okay, so here is Elise. And yeah, that personality is completely different. Although in the manga, her eyes were much more dead. To clarify, she's just an extension of Mori, a tool, not her own person. Which also puts into debate, is the Elise we're getting in the manga and the anime right now also her own person? But in any case, how did this soldier know all of this? Like, we're going to get information later how his brother, the fifth hunting dog member, got all that information. Something I don't know. Probably a question I'm not considering. And that is a brutal way of animating the dissolution of someone's body. And that yell to go with it. Just given this performance, I can put my bets on who is playing the fifth hunting dog's brother in the English dub. I would be surprised that they cast anyone else other than the role. I do appreciate the change in performance where Yosano sounds far more dead now. You look pretty exhausted. Uh, not really. Again, there was a random person on the internet. If I can find their post, I'll link to it. How the eyes they thought didn't look right on Yosano. I thought the eyes looked fine. I wish that they made her eyes look more dead. I know this is a lot to put on this series and on Yosano's character, but I do appreciate that we have an 11-year-old who figures this out. And as always, it clarifies that you can't keep looking down upon children and pretend they can't figure this stuff out. Yeah, this is your justness. Yeah, my brother, the fifth hunting dog. But 
just keep that word in mind. This is your justness. And then think about how the decay of the angel wants justice, even if it just turns into ritual. And then that we see Fukuchi start the decay of the angel to stop this perpetual war. How do any of you call this justness or justice? It isn't. So where do you think the commercial break is going to be when all of the soldiers kill themselves or when Kenji opens up the ambulance store? Where are they going to fit in Rompo recruiting Yosano in that flashback? I'm curious. I knew we were going to get these freeze frames of the war based on the trailer we have from Kadokawa. Okay, so we're going to say the mass suicide for after the commercial. And now this soldier is just... The fifth hunting dog's brother is just dead to the world. This is rushed. I can't blame this on this episode or on the anime, or sorry, or on the original manga. I don't know how you would expand this. You would need to make this its own movie and create more supporting characters. The samurai. Dude, really? I've seen people try to figure out how does this series fit into real world history when you can bring up samurai there are references to Gaiomon the samurai in this and World War II imagery I have no clue what time period this is I've also seen theories that Yokohama is now its own territory and not part of Japan proper, so that's also another question. Yeah, remember last time when I said Mori is not the good guy, and by comparison, you're supposed to like Fitzgerald? Yeah, nothing here is changing that perspective, now is it? When you see this, I don't know how you as a viewer hear this... And think, oh yeah, Maury's probably right about Fitzgerald. If not for you. No, if not for Maury. Kind of makes you wonder why the other side didn't have their own Yosano, or didn't try to capture her. So 
I wonder whether Yosano still has that scar. Again, I will be curious whether people after watching this episode who aren't familiar with the manga, how many of them are going to look at Mori and think there is still anything redemptive in this character. Yeah, I know this is a lot to take in, and I am talking just to deal with how devastating and awful this is to sit through. I know trying to approach this with reason and rationality in the face of madness is next to impossible. I don't see how you lead this series looking at what happened to Yosano and pretend for a second that Yosano is the angel of death. This isn't her fault. Again, that word just when it comes to what Oda said about they will keep fighting for justice until they run out. I know Yosano is blaming herself. Yeah, funny they don't show that part. Uh, the manga did show her making that attempt to blow up the ship, so I'm a little frustrated they cut that part. Now, rescued. Uh, that's kind of a question. Um... Okay, three years after the war ended, so some of this helps with the timeline I've been trying to keep track of in this series. What, you didn't bring Elise with you, you creep? The way all of this is designed, Yosano's face, Mori's face, none of this is on model and looks really disturbing. And that's the point. So now we got Elise. Beat his ass, Fukuzawa. He's not playing the part of the devil, he is just the devil. Again, trying to approach this with reason is nearly impossible, but this isn't Yosano's fault. This is literally Mori's fault. He's the one who's gotten away with this, and I know we can't always have happy endings for a series, Mori can't end this series as the good guy or as the victor without this being a tragedy. I don't need another 6p in my life. Yeah, I still don't know how Mori with his little scalpels could oppose Fukuzawa.
Still kind of wonder how Rampa was able to get her away when Mori could be like, hey, wait a minute, where's Yosano? And then realize, ah, crap, and just follow. Yosano's performance as a small child is really good. But see, here's the thing. Rombo's trying to play reverse psychology to act like we don't want you for your ability. It's like, I know I am missing the entire point of this and ignoring the message. But this is still using Yosano for her ability. I don't remember Rompo doing that as a magic trick, but if that was in the manga, good choice and good adaptation. I wonder how Rompo got to that old carrier. So now you can imagine Fukuzawa somehow learning to fly a plane and Rompo in a little Snoopy Red Baron outfit. More flashbacks to save on the animation budget. That's a lie. I want to not be so negative about this. And I appreciate the animation on Yosano crying. But just hearing that Rompo and Fukuzawa want her for her kindness. I'm sorry, I can't believe that with what we've seen Fukuzawa accomplish and the kind of people like... Kunikita and Dazai and Tanazaki he recruited. These are not all good people. They had their flaws. They are chess players. They are manipulators. They will break ethics and hurt people. So, I don't know. I'm not entirely convinced. So, are we going to end it with opening the ambulance door? If we do, I don't think that's a good choice, but I expected that would have been what we did. Ending with Yosano going out the door, this is probably the first episode, although, Grant, we probably... Maybe we have a post-credit sequence, and I'll be eating my words on this because I haven't timed this out. But this is probably the first of these post-Ogre episodes that I would say was well-structured to be just Yosano's story. You're not having to split it up. The last one really should have just been Atsushi Fitzgerald's story. And the one before that, just Kunikida's. 
I don't know. I find it odd that we correctly make Yosano the focus of this episode, but then the Kuniki the one we don't. It isn't the structure that worked for me. Next time in Laments of My Wingless Body. Oh boy. So next time I hope you really liked Kenji because bye bye Kenji. Thank you so much for listening to this audio commentary. How hard of a sit was it for you getting through of all of season 4 episode 9 of Bungo Stray Dogs? Does this backstory for Yosano retroactively make her behavior more tragic? Whether how gleeful we saw her before when she would heal her patients, or how merciless she was against Motajiro and that one train station bystander in Kyoka's first episode? Let me know in the comments section, or send me an email, derek.s.mcgrath at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed this commentary, please consider contributing at coffee.com slash derekesmcgrath, or patreon.com slash derekesmcgrath. Thanks to contributors Alec Roach, Emily Lauer, and Alexis Duran. Next time, I expect we see a lot of problems pop up thanks to the arrival of the mysterious fifth member of the Hunting Dogs finally showing up, and we probably will get to see Atushi and Kyoko recovering Ogre and getting ready to meet up with Lucy, Ongo, and Sigma. Next time, we watch Episode 47, Season 4, Episode 10 of Bungo Stray Dogs. You can listen to that new audio commentary Wednesday at patreon.com slash or on Tuesday on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Until then, I've been Derek S. McGrath. You have a good day. Bye.